everyone. You're listening to the Jersey Church Podcast, where we give practical tips to equip people to care and connect others to Christ. Welcome, everyone, to the Jersey Church Podcast. This is Todd Smeltzer, and I am with my co-host, Matt Reed. How's it going, Reed? I am, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. And you know, Todd, um, we had a great Sunday last Sunday, uh, but I had a very, very interesting uh, start to my day that included you, which you weren't even there. So and I, think, I think this is a, a general thing the church needs to know, okay? So this is an important fact. I'm not, uh, I'm not convinced they need to know this, but, uh, but keep going. All right. So I'm walking with my three sons. I've got a, I've got a four-year-old, I've got a six-year-old and I got an eight-year-old. We're walking around Sunday morning and my four-year-old kind of runs away and it's a, we, we work in a big church. It's kind of a, a long church set up. So he runs away and he goes around the corner. So I just kind of holler at him. I said, Lucas, if, uh, if you run away, the church boogeyman's going to get you. And he kind of sticks his head around and my middle son looks at me and goes, who's the church big boogeyman? Is that Pastor Todd? And uh, he kind of looked at me and smiled and I said, you know what, you're exactly right. So if my kids ever run to you screaming, it's because uh, somewhere along the line, uh, I'm not saying who, they they realize that you are the church boogeyman. So um, I, well, that's just, the, that's the prophetic warning <laughs> podcast for all of their families that have kids with, uh, with you. Uh, so we're just gonna, we're gonna, hopefully the kids aren't listening to this podcast. Um, we'd ask you if you need counseling, we do provide it for children, um, so that they wouldn't be scared of the boogeyman at church. All right. So there you go. You know, we're going to have to, this, this podcast is not going to get a, uh, you know, a rating beyond G, you know? And, uh, so in fact, there was one time a buddy of mine texts me and with a, uh, picture of the podcast popping up and I had inadvertently hit explicit lyrics. Oh, really? So warning everyone of explicit lyrics on the Jersey Church podcast. So, so I want to uh, just, you know, put everybody's mind at ease. This is probably going to be as, uh, as rough as it gets, the church boogeyman. So, but uh, we'll try not to go beyond that. So. That probably doesn't probably, uh, apply to explicit language. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, but, uh, but we are in conversation number four of our rd multiply guide uh and this is the fourth and final so and this is really you know if there was ever one i mean we've enjoyed the first three for sure but if there was ever one that we particularly enjoy it is this one and it is all about uh celebrating and commissioning and just seeing these two elements of closing out uh your last rd group and commissioning the next so important, these two elements that we're going to dig into today. And so just a real quick review. I mean, conversation number one, uh, if you think back, uh, if you're tracking with us in terms of going through multiplication with your group, we talked about three months ago, almost two and a half months ago, we were at that stage of, you know, the why, the who, and the when of multiplying. And then we moved on to conversation number two in the next week of identifying potential members or individuals that you can invite. Then we allowed a, a couple weeks for that to take place. And, and then we looked into inviting potential members. And then uh, we allowed plenty of time. So if you're doing this in, in real time, as you're multiplying, you know, potentially, you know, uh, 
a month or, or so has gone by, maybe even two months until you've gotten to the place where all the invitations have, have gone out and uh, people have uh, maybe a few have said no, but, uh, but you have some that have said yes and you are committed and, and ready to go. So, so how do you wrap it up with your, your last group that you're wrapping up before you start the next in a way that both celebrates as well as sends people off, commissions them uh, into the future. So, uh, so Matt, when you think about, you know, both of us are going to chime in on, on both of these, but when you think about celebrating, you know, maybe uh, examples from the past or things you're looking forward to do into the future uh, at this juncture of an RD group, you know, what comes to mind for you? You know, I think you, you, you go back to the timeline, you go to the big moments. Um, for me, I always, I always love to laugh. You know, I feel encouraged when I laughed, uh, when I laugh. And so I, I like to go back to the fun times that we had together. You know, the time where somebody showed up late because something funny happened or the time where we stayed long because we were laughing. You know, it just, it helps people remember the good times. I know I was sitting down with a, a lot of our college students not too long ago. We were talking about future events. And as we were talking about future events, we want to do in the ministry they began to laugh about the fun stories that we had from the past events. And I had a, a volunteer come up to me afterwards and just say how much fun it was to listen to them reminisce. And it wasn't all spiritual. Uh, it was, a, it was the, the connection that we had made. And so a lot of time going back to those funny moments, uh, it, it helps you remember the connection that you have formed with these guys and, and the bond that you have. And, and you know, those memories will never go away. Now you also want to go back to those times where you, you have like, huge spiritual moments like breakthrough where you can say, Hey, I remember when this happened and all of a sudden your life was different. You remember that? Or, and, and specifically though, to celebrate as the leader, you're, you're preparing to send them out. I think you want to thank them too. You know, that's, that's one thing in, in my RD group right now, all of the RD groups I've done, I have always been challenged in some way. And I think you want to let them know that and say, this group has really meant a lot to me. So thank you for being part of it and for taking it serious and for engaging in it. So, so for me, it's, it's kind of that fun. And then, you know, the, the growth times in the timeline, but then also thanking them for their participation and, and they're loving you, you know, them caring for you. So, so when I celebrate, that's kind of my go-tos on things like that, uh, mainly because that's what encourages me and gets me, you know, just kind of warm and fuzzy all over, right. You know, feeling good about, about where things have gone. Uh, so I don't know, Dad, are you, as you think about it, are you some of the same as that? Or would you, you know, anything that you would add into that? Yeah, very similar. You know, I think that there are certain stories. I liked how you put it, the, the high points and, you know, the uh, just the memories that you created. I mean, these are, you know, either a few guys or a few men, women that you have uh, journeyed together at a, um, you know, at a fairly deep level with, you know, maybe deeper than, uh, any of them have ever gone or some of them have ever gone. And so if there was ever something to celebrate, it would be that. And so you're right. A lot of times those are fun stories. There's memories and, and just allowing the Holy Spirit to bring to mind, you know, whatever it was that this I am not going to soon forget, you know, when this happened. So I think you're right on uh, when it comes to that time of reflection. Uh, I think another thing that I've uh, done the last few groups that have been, that has been super meaningful that, you know, I've done in other groups before. And, and it's one of those things that uh, it's a little awkward at first, but at the end of it, you're, 
everyone's always like, why don't we do this more often? Why do I not uh, take a time out? And it's that, um, you know, I don't know if I've really put official language to it, but, uh, but a time of encouragement and a time of, uh, of sort of challenge or, or casting a vision for them in the future. So it's basically one of those times where uh, each person takes a turn and all the other people in the group take an opportunity to speak into their life. So they would, um, you know, reflect on, you know, what is, what is one thing or a few things that come to mind when you think about what the Lord has done in this person's life over the course of this year, year and a half. And those are always incredibly encouraged times. I mean, in fact, I, uh, you know, I challenge people write down what you're hearing right now, because you, you don't, these opportunities don't come, you know, I can think on maybe, uh, one or two hands, the times in my life where I've been through one of those meaningful moments like that, where I've had, you know, uh, two, three other guys really speak into my life. And, and a lot of times it's, I remember the last one and it was, uh, it was things that, that I just had not seen, you know, until they, until they shared it. And it was like, okay, guys, make sure and write those down because there could come a time into the future where you'll need to remember that. And, uh, you know, maybe it's a spiritual warfare case where the enemy is, is uh, just really on the offensive and, and you need to be reminded of um, uh, who you are in Christ or, or what he's done in your life. And so I think those are just incredibly encouraging times when you get to hear the perspective of three other guys. That's like, uh, I still think back on, on the last time we did this uh, a few months ago before I just multiplied and, uh, and right now I'm, you know, I just picture in my mind, you know, what this person said, what this person said, what this person said, and how much it meant to me personally, you know, of, uh, of the difference they saw uh, over the, the year and a half that we were together. Yeah, it's, it was funny. So a few years ago, I was cleaning out some uh, bins at my parents' house and I pulled out this, this piece of paper that uh, when I was a senior in high school, we went on the, the student ministry and I, I went to a small church, grew up in a small church, so there weren't many of us but we wrote down things that we had seen in each other, kind of what you were saying. And then we gave it. So it was one of those where everybody had a piece of paper and then you passed it. And, and, uh, and, and what I, I looked at that and even looking at it, you know, I was encouraged by it. I was like, Oh, this person believed in me here. This person thought this about me here. Now I'll be honest. I did not keep it. I hadn't seen it in like 15 years. So I just kind of tossed it. But, but I remember even in that moment, I felt encouraged. So, and, and that's what you're saying. It, you go back to those times where you feel encouraged, where, you go, you're, you're struggling. And then somebody, you go back to a thought where somebody said, you can do this or God's mm -hmm. with you. And, and, and you go back to that experience and mm -hmm. it's almost like a good PTSD, right? Where you go back to the experience, but you're experiencing good times. There's probably a better term for that than what I just used. But, um, but I, even in that experience with that paper from high school, that's what I felt. So. Yeah. And along those lines too, the, the challenge part is, uh, the flip side of that is, all right, if you could speak um, one piece of truth into this person's life for future sake, maybe it's something that uh, you feel like they have grown in, but they're still growing in, or that you have seen and they embrace sometimes, but not other times, you know, they still shy away from it. And, uh, and I found that to be uh, encouraging as well, where uh, it's like, wow, 
All right. Yes, I need to step into uh, this and trust that the Lord is going to be there in in this way, or or what have you. So, uh, so just a yeah, a combination of celebration that is just inc- inc- extremely encouraging, as well as uh, cast future vision for what the Lord has uh, uh, is will continue to do in, in the person's life into the future. So, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So it's a you kind of you're encouraging them, and then you're you're sending them out saying, "Don't forget what you've learned here. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. forget that." Yeah, I, I like that. I like that. So because in the next group, you know, we all know that you're going to have to rebuild a lot of that trust with people. So even though you might be the one multiplying out of a group and starting a group for the first time, you're going to have to rebuild that trust, and it'll come. It always comes. But it's, it's like you're, you're going from one to the other. And, and so you want to be able to remember back while you're rebuilding that trust. Uh, so, so that's good. Yeah. And there's some, some questions in your Multiply Guide on page, pulling that up as we speak here. It is page uh, 16. And, uh, and sort of, you know, three, and, you know, it doesn't look like much, three questions, how much you can, can you get out of that? But, uh, boy, if everybody took a turn answering these questions in their group, I'm telling you, uh, it, uh, as we've just attested here, it will be a rich time together. So how has this group helped you continue to, to mature in Christ? So it's from your personal perspective on how you think you've grown, you know, starting there. Everybody takes a turn in that. And then how have you seen other members in your group grow during this season? So that's the opportunity to do what we just talked about, share what you've seen in, in everybody else. And like I said, encourage them to write that down for future reference. And then, and then this is the next question I think is important as well. Is, as sad as it is to no longer meet weekly, how will it be a blessing to multiply what we've experienced with future RD groups? So that gets to where that, that future question, getting them to, uh, yeah, you know, after we've uh, all reminisced and, and who wants to give that up then? You know, we've just celebrated all these things, that, all these good things from the past. Let's just stay together, you know, and uh, but uh, but casting that continued future, uh, vision for the future. It's like, wow, we have an opportunity now not only to experience uh, what we've talked about in the group of, um, of the four of us, but now we're going to see the Lord impact, you know, upwards of a dozen plus families, you know, because of what he's going to do in the future. And so taking some time to think through, boy, what's life going to be like a year, year and a half from now? And what's it going to look like if we were to get back together or if we were to stay in touch? One way I've heard it described is um, when it comes to modification is this doesn't mean the relationships have to end. Right. Just change. Yeah. In a lot of ways, they become richer. You know, you're not just celebrating what the God's doing in, in just your lives or your families, but uh, wow, yours as well as uh, a whole set of, uh, of other relationships that uh, each of you have gone off to build. And I like how you said that because um, you know, one of the things that I, I thought we'd talk about today is how the temptation is to not, uh, the, the temptation is to, to preserve what you have, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we all, like when we find something and it is golden and it is wonderful, we want to preserve that. We don't want to lose that. And we've seen that in, 
You, know, you see that in events that your family does, uh, small groups. We've seen that in events that communities do. And it's interesting to come in on the beginning of that when you see something start and then, and then have it kind of hit its high point. And it's also interesting to be kind of a new person, like if it's an event, to come in when the event is really dying. Um, mm -hmm. I was talking to my wife uh, in my hometown of Plymouth, Indiana, there's the Blueberry Festival, right? And every year for the Blueberry Festival, it's, it's like half a million people come to this festival. There's always a parade. And I remember going watching the parade every Monday on Labor Day. Like, and it was a big deal. The, everything was, you know, everybody was lining the streets. And just recently, you know, I was asking my mom if we should bring our, my boys up to go watch the, the parade. And she said, no. She says, nobody really watches the parade anymore. She said, I don't know who took it over, but it's, it's usually there's like two bands and a couple tractors. And uh, where it used to be like a 45 minute like trail, like watching everybody go by and you get excited because you're seeing them coming. And, and, you know, and, but we've all experienced that, right? Like, and, and that's where if we, if we try to preserve what we have, a lot of times it ends up like that where, mm -hmm. you know, it's good. It's awesome for a while, but then by just trying to preserve it, you're actually letting it slowly die. But with, yeah. with this, you know, you, you know, the temptation is to preserve that because it's so beautiful. It's so wonderful. Um, and that's everybody's natural response to it's not just the, yours. It's everybody's. Everybody's default is to prioritize what I've got and I want to keep it. And so we've got to fight that multiplication, um, yeah. and especially as we. But I love what you're talking about with vision, because then that fights it of going, hey, what could this look like for the other people in our lives? You know, the yeah. experiences that we felt, the emotions that we felt, the love that we felt, you know, what does it look like to give that to other people? And so it, it, it does, it gets us out of our own, our own selves. So. Yeah, very good. So that was celebration. So now we're going to come to commissioning. So Reed, I've heard you talk about commissioning, um, you know, a fair bit. So, so when you, when you think about that word and the, uh, the importance of that, what comes to mind for you? Yeah, I, I think this is huge. I think this is something the church often misses uh, because what commissioning is really doing is it's, it's doing two things. It's activating gifts. It's activating people and gifts and people, but it's also communicating confidence in, in the person. So a commission is a lot like an ordination of a pastor, like, right? Like the pastor goes through all the tests and trials and then the, the church and the, the denomination gathers around him or her and, and they say, hey, you are, uh, you are called by God to lead and therefore we're going to lay hands on you and pray and send you out. And if you talk to anybody that's ever done that, it's a, it's a very spiritual and powerful experience. And then anytime you find yourself uh, as a pastor who's struggling, you go back to that time and say, well, I know I was still called to this because I remember that ordination. And a commissioning for something like RD is the same thing. It's you're, you're looking at somebody and I love this little, little phrase. It's I see in you, you know, and, and the book I read it in was called Hero Maker uh, by Ferguson. Uh, but he, uh, he just used the letters, I, letter C, letter N, letter U. But obviously, it says, what I see in you. And, and so as we go to commission, you know, really what it is, it's saying, I see in you the ability to do this with others. I see in you all these good things that we just talked about, and I know, therefore, you can launch your own group. You know, think about Matthew uh, 4.19, where Jesus calls Peter, and he says, I'm going to make you fishers of men. That's what I see in you. I see in you the ability to fish for people, to lead people to, to me. Uh, and then in John 20, 21, he says, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. So, you know, again, it's just this confidence that 
uh, I see in you the ability to go and do this. And I remember when I was in college, we were doing some discipleship stuff and this, this kid came in and, and I remember just in that moment, how powerful my words were, where he was like, Matt, I just don't think I could do this. And I'm not sure that I should. And I said, and I kind of sat him down. And I said, Hey, look, but this is what the Bible says. And I think you can do this. And as soon as I said that, it was like a light bulb switched on his mind. And he was like, okay, somebody believes in me. And, and that's what this commissioning is. It's, it's a believing it's, it's, and it's saying, I see your abilities and you can do this. And then when you do that, it does activate the person. It activates their, their spiritual gifts. It allows them to see how they can use their spiritual gifts in making disciples of other people, just as you have used yours in, uh, in their lives. Uh, another way I think you could say it is um, it gives them permission for some reason, we as humans are looking for permission. Uh, you know, it's interesting to uh, to be in a church and have people come up to me and say, hey, this is such a great idea. I think we should do it. And I go, yeah, that's awesome. And I'm thinking in my head, well, they're going to go and do that. And they're waiting for me to say, hey, no, I give you my permission to go. And, and at first, I thought that was just some people were unmotivated. Uh, I think it's more of they, we all as human beings, there's something about receiving permission that says go. And so, you know, that's why Jesus did it. He just didn't expect his disciples to talk about him. He actually spoke to them and said, now you need to go. Like I'm giving you permission because he knows that all human beings, there's something in us that says, we need somebody to tell us this is okay. We need somebody to tell us this is what we should be doing. And, and so that's natural. I'm not discounting that. Now I'm, I'm realizing that even I need that at times. And when that permission is given, you know, it can look a variety of different ways. It can be an ICNU conversation. It can be a laying on of hands and praying on some, over somebody. You know, I think a lot of it is the celebration we just talked about. You know, you get a lot of permission there. Um, but when you give permission and when you activate gifts, what you're really doing is you're saying, all right, no longer am I going to focus on my own gifts and ask God to bless me there. But I'm going to say, God, bless this person to go and do more ministry than I could. And that's what I love. You want to disciple in such a way that your disciple actually becomes a stronger Christian than you, right? So, so you need to put them in the place where they can do that. You need to give them permission and activate them and, and tell them that you're confident that they can do this. So I don't know. People have done that for me, and I've just found that super helpful. But um, I don't know, Todd, would you add anything to that? What are your thoughts? No, I I really uh, yeah very well said. I like what you brought out there, and and I think the the only things that came to my mind to come around that is uh, that these relationships can continue. So a couple of just very practical things is, and have learned this the hard way uh, multiple times over is uh, being adamant about keep meeting with your current group until the Lord has made the future direction clear for everybody in your group moving forward. The times where I've seen this celebration and commission, this peace break down is, uh, and I've done this myself, you know, I've done it, I would say too soon, sort of assuming that, yeah, everybody, uh, everybody thought, you know, it seemed like everybody had guys, you know, and, and ready to go and ready to multiply. And then, uh, and then, you know, you're off and running and, and you, run into them or check in with them, you know, a little ways down the road and you realize, uh, oh yeah, they hit some roadblocks. Uh, and, uh, and they, they weren't quite ready as, uh, as I, as I thought they were. And so part of this commission you'll see in the multiply guide is, uh, is still sticking with that specific nature that we've really talked a lot about throughout, uh, our podcast of, uh, you know, writing the names down of the people in the, the next group. 
uh, and writing down and really getting specific on how can you be praying for each other and your new groups. You know, maybe there's uh, still something uh, that uh, the the leader is is uncertain about, or or it's uh, scheduling, or just some hurdles that need worked out in order for this next group to to really be launched. And so, uh, but getting very specific. And so, just want to encourage everyone to not stop meeting in your current group. You know, if if you're two out of four, and there's a couple other guys that have extended invitations. Uh, you have walked through that process together, but uh, boy, there just aren't quite there yet. You know, take a few more weeks. You know, that's okay. And uh, continue to pray together, continue uh, talking about what you're studying personally and scripture uh, before. Uh, and then it never works perfectly. It's going to be where uh, one guy has gone off and started his group potentially. Uh, some haven't. And so you're working through that. Uh, and then I'd say a, a third thing that came to mind too is, is just gauging the group's interest in what life uh, and the relationships look like down the road. You know, it, it might be that the Lord brought you together for such a time as this, and these are going to be people that you, uh, you interact with as the Lord brings them across your path, but uh, it's not going to be a lot more than that. But there could be times where I know in my, my last group, it's like, oh no, uh, Everyone was wanting to stay together. In fact, it was interesting time of this podcast. We just, we called it uh, uh, our reunion and uh, we met together over Zoom for the second time since multiplying. And it was incredibly life-giving. And I, you know, it pains me that I haven't done this before, but this is really one of the first groups where, you know, everybody wanted to stay together and meet periodically, uh, even if it is uh, virtual just to check in. And those conversations, this morning's conversation was just so different than times past because, you know, we're checking in personally, we're checking in with the family, and then we're also checking in, how's it going with your new group? And, uh, and it was, uh, I'm telling every, every one of us took something away from that, whether it was personal encouragement, whether it was, and I needed to work through this. Uh, my my uh, my next group is running into this hurdle. We didn't run into that much because every group's going to be different, and so it gives you an opportunity to to work through some of those things. Yeah, I think that's good. So backing up one step for you though. So it it sounds like you're saying don't stop meeting regularly with your current RD group until they kind of have their meeting with their new RD group set up, and it's like ready to go. Is that what I'm hearing yes. you say? Yeah, exactly. Yes. And then, uh, and then gauge for your prior group. Okay. Just gauging people's interest in, uh, in staying together periodically, whether that's once a month, once a quarter, once every other month, whatever that might look like, just to have sort of a, a reunion of sorts. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, uh, when we were talking about multiplying small groups at another church I worked at, there was this young lady who had gone to Tim Keller's church. And one of the things they taught there was, you are still friends with the people in your former group. Yes. You're still friends. Socially, you can still hang out. Socially, you can still connect. But it's it just, we're asking you to maybe find, a, you know, to, to multiply your spiritual community. Yes. Uh, so, so it's good to remember that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to kick it over to you to wrap us up today. Yeah. So, you know, today was our last conversation in the Multiply God, conversation number four. Uh, did I say God or guide? Multiply guide. Sort of a, like a combination of two both right. words. Well, it's not a multiply God. It's a multiply guide. <laughs> so, um, anyways, but yeah, and so, which is celebration and commissioning. And, you know, celebrating 
Um, you know, I loved what you said, Todd, you know, just take time to reflect, you know, go over the fun things, go through the time th timeline, ask those three questions, you know, what, how have you seen yourself grow? How have I seen you grow? And then, you know, how can we help others with this, you know, giving a vision for the future um, with the commissioning, you know, have those conversations that activate people's gifts that, you know, tell them what you see in them, you know, let them know that you are confident, just like Jesus did with his disciples. Uh, and then, you know, don't, don't stop meeting. Like Todd said, I love that actually don't stop meeting until all your members are ready to go with their groups. Uh, otherwise like Todd, you know, like you said, Todd, it's, uh, obstacles are going to come up and they, they're, they're going to have a hard time meeting them by themselves. Uh, and then gauge, you know, when do you get back together? When do you get back together and just see what God is doing? And, and that will be fun. I just, I look forward to that day with my groups where I can look, you know, meet with them and say, Hey, what is God doing through you now? And we're going to see, you know, God multiply the discipleship here, here at Jersey. So, so yeah, but Hey, thanks everybody for listening. And we hope that uh, this is encouraging to you and, and helpful in, in multiplying the discipleship that you are doing. Uh, we will we will talk to you next week with more. Sounds good. Take care.